Welcome to the Way of the Weaver podcast, where we explore magic, justice, and community. Thanks for showing up to our queer-centric, radically enchanted conversations. Our world needs your magic. I'm Jamie Wagner. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm coming to you from Muskogee land in so-called Alabama. I'm Murphy Robinson. My pronouns are they or he, and I'm coming to you from Indakana, the land of the Abenaki people, also known as Vermont. Hello, welcome to our bonus episode, which is tarot readings for 2024. Um, Today, we're going to do a 12-month tarot forecast. Uh, We like to do these readings uh, with the tarot deck or with runes for the year ahead. And when we have our Spider Threads cohort, which is our longer cohort, each person does one of these for themselves and records it in their journal. So we thought it would be fun to share it with you on the podcast. Um, So Murphy, tell everyone a little bit about our query for our cards today. Yes, your tarot readings are usually only as good as the questions you're asking. So we we try to craft <laughs> questions well. And this this is sort of a broader type of question, so it's not that complicated. But um, what we're going to do, we're going to basically ask two questions um, for each month of the year. We're going to ask, what is the energy that we will collectively be facing that month? Uh, and then the second one question is, what energy could we embody to navigate through that as smoothly as possible? Um so sort of challenges or blessings facing us and then how, how we need to be to, to navigate that. Um, and so Jamie and I are both going to draw a card from the Rider Waite Smith tarot deck, which is the kind of the most universal tarot deck these days uh, for the first question, what energy will we be facing that month? Um, and then uh, we're going to branch out a little bit and uh, Jamie is going to draw a card from the Herb Crafters Tarot deck um, that has a different herb on each card. And I'm going to draw a rune um, from my rune set of the Elder Futhark runes uh, from the Norse tradition. And so those will give us um, a different set of energies to insight on, on what energy we can embody and also sort of some concrete tools because you could actually work physically with the herb that Jamie is going to draw a card for us about and you could use the rune in magic inscriptions whatever you want to do so those are like yeah, yeah. some very concrete tools for us sound good Jamie yeah this sounds really good yeah I'm ready all right let's start with January which has already begun we're doing this reading on January 1st all right um for january in terms of energy we will be facing i drew the queen of swords that's a really good start i drew the knight of pentacles Ooh, i kind of like that combination yeah yeah um to me I feel like this Queen of Swords speaks to uh, the like getting organized energy of the new year um, of like kind of getting our golden intentions articulated and structured out and, um, you know, cutting away what we don't need from the old year, um, all that, that sort of thing. Um, and, and, you know, she's she's a little bit stern. She's definitely got like strong boundaries. Um, so we 
we may run up against some some strong boundaries but i but i feel like she's she's uh she's pro growth you know she's like <laughs> there to help well, in, a, in a tough love kind of way i like it like she has the sword right to just cut through the bullshit yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically exactly. and um similar to when we worked in ritual with lady of the lake who also has a sword um you know i feel like there's also it almost acts a little bit like a lightning rod so if we're willing to be open to what spirit might be wanting to say or what you know, how it's trying to catch our attention um, the Queen of Swords, that energy can help us uh, clearly discern the message. You know, it's kind of like that direct connection to spirit. That's how I kind of look at her. I like that. Um, yeah. I, so I got the Knight of Pentacles and, um, you know, the the knights are always the knights are going on quests. <laughs> the knights are the, the knights are always about like their you know, outward energy of being out there in the world. And um, then the pentacles, of course, is the suit of earth. And it has to do with uh, being grounded, having enough resources, all of those kinds of things. And uh, with the knight of pentacles um, in this deck, there is a knight like kind of riding a horse that's like rearing up. <laughs> and I love it in the in the guidebook um, for the deck. There is uh, it, it says the knight of pentacles rides the horse of chaos with confidence and courage, which I really like that um kind of like he's got his resources and he's like okay this is a chaotic beast but here we go <laughs> so again i think another um i think those two cards in tandem the queen of swords and the the knight of pentacles are uh de that's definitely some january energy <laughs> some starting starting out the year energy you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure uh should we draw our our second uh divinations yeah. for what energy we can embody to navigate this smoothly yeah uh i got the rune yara which seems very appropriate um it's the rune of the harvest um and of cycles and so again it has that sort of like turning the cycle of the new year um getting a fresh start getting ready to do it all again in the in the cycle that continues uh, um it, it feels like an encouraging rune and a rune of like steady on you know let's mm -hmm. let's keep doing the things we know that work and not scum to exhaustion and we're just we're gonna move ahead with like steady energy not like frenetic energy so this uh, this deck is really unique. It's called the Herb Crafters Tarot. It's by Letitia Guthrie and Joanna Powell Colbert. And um, it is really unique. So it aligns an, an herb for every card that's in the deck. So kind of going off the Rider-Waite-Smith uh, uh, model. And so I actually drew number five, which would normally be the, the Hierophant card. And in this deck, it is Cacao is the wow. um the herb for january which is actually pretty cool i mean here in the northern hemisphere january can be really cold and there's this kind of warming uh herb coming in and um so the author of this deck says a revelation is at hand seek truth and spiritual teachings and potent wisdom as it emerges from the heart um the secrets of the sacred are available to all <laughs> so yeah um 
Yeah, I, again, again like I feel open I, energy. So that that feels like a very sweet message for the new year. Yeah, yeah. So working with uh, we're thinking with the sacred herb like the cacao. Um, I love that. I love that message. And I think it goes. It's a nice like tie-in with that again with the Queen of Swords, um, drawing on spirit and spirit wisdom. Um, I like that. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go have maybe some hot chocolate after this call. That sounds really good. <laughs> and I love how your rune seems to tie in with the uh, Knight of Pentacles. You know, just kind of the yeah, uh, the that, energy the of energy. that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting right. that you're because you're using a deck that is closely aligned with the Rider Waite Smith, but it's actually a, a slightly different artist. Right. Mm -hmm. Most decks have a very non-chaotic or night but yours is a little more energetic <laughs> yeah it could be so. um the the deck i'm drawing for is the usi it's u-u-s-i it's the tarot of the pagan other worlds so it's um it's all based on like folklore from um from europe basically from um from northern europe and so a lot of the images are um like characters from folklore and so it is, it's little, it's a little wilder <laughs> than Pamela wow. Coleman Smith's original images, but yeah, it, uh, it, but it still follows um, the meanings of the Rider Waite Smith cards for the most part. Yeah. Cool. Well, shall we move on to February? Okay, let's do it. All right. Energies for February. Oof. So I got the uh, the Five of Cups, which is a rather sad and depressing card <laughs> in some ways. Um, it's a, That's interesting. A single figure on the beach with uh, three spilled goblets um, bowing their head and wrapping themselves in their cloak. There are two full goblets um, still upright behind them, but they don't seem to be tapping into that abundance in the card. Um, well, so, I got the Ten of Cups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a very interesting contrast. Yeah, so um seems like February is going to be emotional. Yeah, maybe maybe some <laughs> loss or some fulfillment depending on your perspective or maybe some of each in in good uh good portion. Yeah. We you know when when I when I'm doing readings for other people and they get the 5 of cups, um I always I, what I usually tell them is there's, you've been, there's been some disappointment and possibly even some heartache or grief, but not, you still have two cups. You still have two that are full. And, you know, it's, a, if you can figure out like where that's coming from, where that abundance and fulfillment is coming from, um, then you can, you can make it through, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I think it, you know, it's important to remember um that you know there there's still there's still a little bit there's still a bit something there i don't know and then it's really interesting because this is like a card of like community and celebration and you know like like all good things the the 10 of cups i mean it's it's like basically this one has um it's really lovely it has a maypole on it <laughs> with all of the cups um, kind of surrounding the maypole like a lovely like kind of crown or halo so i don't know maybe if we can remember that we've still got we still got two cups <laughs> And if we can focus on that, then we can still find some celebration and fulfillment. What do you think? I'm thinking about sequencing and I'm wondering whether, um, you know, the fact that these are in the same suit, one's the five and one's the 10, does that mean that mm, we will yeah. get like 
Will we get a disappointment? And then if we can tap into the remaining resources of those two full cups that we can leverage that into a 10 of cups experience by the end of the month um yeah you know yeah. Or will we start out with feeling very fulfilled and then we'll have a disappointment at the end of it like it's hard to say but um the fact that they are within the same suit and different numbers i'm just curious how that'll play out chronologically i'm just gonna encourage people to be gentle with yourself seems like february is gonna be emotional <laughs> yeah let's let's draw our our energy ally cards here yeah, and for real. Get some advice on this one <laughs> Oh, this is actually a very lovely watery card. Um, so uh, this would in a in a Rider Waite Smith deck, this would be a two of cups. Um, it's the two of water. It's mallow. It's the plant Ooh, mallow. mallow. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up while you tell us what rune you drew. Uh, it, well, it feels very aligned with the mallow card. I drew Lagoos, the the lake. Yep. Um, <laughs> Oh man, well, so much water. One of the more watery cards, again, reminding me of Our Lady of the Lake um, mm -hmm. rituals last summer with the Weaver Camp. Um, but it is it is a rune of of flow, that energy of of flowing water and like the ease. And I, you know, I imagine just like tubing on a river, like you're just sitting in your tube and you don't actually have much ability to steer, <laughs> but you just like go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. So it's lazy. it's a very a very gentle rune i would say water can certainly be formidable but i think of this as a more gentle energy mm. yeah mallow is um it is like a water aligned herb um and uh the the creators of this deck said that it reminds us that vulnerability and sovereignty create relationships that are self-renewing let love in soften the dry and brittle wounds and welcome genuine connection so again like, that's you very know, aligned with the five and the ten of cups yeah super super aligned so if if february becomes a bit ouchy emotionally speaking maybe have some mallow tea <laughs> yeah. you know so i think there's a lot um, there around not holding on too tightly um, yeah yeah that, that well, energy of resistance can make it worse you know it's like we can flow with the water or we can be crushed by the water you know because like water is um it's very it's a very interesting force it can be soft and gentle or it can be highly destructive yeah i that's a reminder i need i need i need that reminder to not be too brittle to just kind of like okay <laughs> where can i welcome some gentleness and ease in this scenario more limber yeah yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that was yeah. the wateriest uh month ever i could imagine us uh drawing for so let's uh, let's move on to march and see what what march has to bring Ooh, okay, let's see. March, 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 March. All right, I drew the King of Cups. <laughs> I drew the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Ooh. So I feel like some of this watery energy is is spilling over into into mm -hmm. March and Pisces season, so that's re very relevant. Um Yeah. Uh, the King of Cups actually reminds me a lot of the sort of advice cards we got in the last session of like he's um he's on this stable stone throne, this square sturdy platform in the middle of like a tossed wild sea. And there's like a, mm -hmm. you know, a, a boat like being tossed on the waves and there's a fish or a whale in the background. Um, But he's like very, very steady in the midst of all of like he knows how to like 
find his center in all of the the emotion. Well, I mean, the, the that's interesting. Like, I think maybe he's giving us some very good advice to um for the Wheel of Fortune card. Like the Wheel of Fortune, um, I feel like it's kind of a portal, right? It's like a portal to possibility and it's there. And, you know, we often write it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. But maybe our King of Cups is telling us if you can kind of, you know, amidst amidst em emotional turmoil, if you can remain steady, um, it will help. It will help you ride the wheel. It will help you. It will give you some maybe some strength and some stamina um, when you go through that portal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? What does the Wheel of Fortune mean to you, Murphy? Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it's usually surprises, right? And you don't know whether they're going to be mm -hmm. positive or negative, <laughs> but but you know that the only constant is change. Um, and so, yeah, I, f I do feel like the King of Cups speaks to a like steady, steady centered core uh, within that. But let's draw our ally cards and see okay. what, what those, what light those shed on this. Hmm. I drew the rude ingwas or the seed. Hmm. Okay. That's like planting intentions, new growth, um, that that seed energy, which kind of I... makes sense with the wheel of fortune. Yeah, it does. It totally does. I drew the three of fire, which would be the three of um staves or staffs in in the Rider Waite Smith. And the three of fire in this the Herb Crafters tarot is Calendula. Ooh. Cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna look up a little info about Calendula for us. I feel like those are bringing some real fire and earth energy in to balance out mm -hmm. the intense water of, of both February and of the King of Cups. Um, oh, this so is kind of nice. It says uh, warming energy. Yeah, some warming energy. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. You know, in March, it's, it's kind of starting to warm up again. Um, Kalinja is uh, telling us to take joy in prolific and passionate play to delight in your unique expression and that your creative inspiration will last longer than one season. So that's cool. <laughs> well, some staying power, which is reassuring when the Wheel of Fortune is is in, in play, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of like it. Um, And it's, you know, the, the that fiery energy of Calendula can kind of come in and counterbalance the water a little bit since we've been having a lot of water. So maybe that will be helpful for all of us. And um, I, I like that there's the seed too. It kind of, it kind of to me, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe are there like big things a brewing in in March? <laughs> so yeah. I mean, the astrology for late March is uh, rather intimidating. So it's it's good to have this like earthy and fiery energy to to fuel us through that. <laughs> well, let's do April. All right. Yeah, and I'm just getting cups all over the place, Jamie. I did not expect this to be so watery here. Um, um, well, I guess I'm holding down the earth energy because I keep getting pentacles. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, so I, I got the, the eight of cups, which feels very related to the five of cups. It's, you know, a guy on a hmm. beach once again under the moon, um, sort of turning his back and hiking away from eight cups that are stacked on the beach. <laughs> well, I got the the page of pentacles. 
Interesting. So kind of bringing in like a youthful innocence in some respects. Um, also like communications and messages is often mm-hmm. a page thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe just paying attention. It seems like your guy in the eight of cups is uh, not really paying attention <laughs> to actual physical resources that are there. And the, the page is like, Hey, uh, maybe we should uh, pay attention. You know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a newbie on the scene, but there are eight cups over there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely an energy of like leave taking of like, I don't know if this, this figure has just decided that the cups aren't worth the price or whether they're not aware or they're in denial or what, but um, yeah, there is definitely like some leave taking energy well, um, there as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You could, I think I could see that take on it too. Like a take of um, these are too heavy for me to carry. I am just going to move on and I'm going to come in with like a more inner, like an innocent kind of uh, beginner's perspective with the page, you know, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that as well. Mm-hmm. And the, the page of pentacles also feels sort of energetically resonant with the um the seed rune from the month before Ingwa's that mm-hmm. like youthful earth energy with like potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Should we draw our ally cards? Yeah. Flash runes. Ooh, I got Kenna's the torch. Oh, I love the, that one. That's like my favorite one. <laughs> one of the primary fire runes. I wow. actually, um, I drew a card that has runes on it. Um, it's burdock. Oh, very cool. Yeah, there's a little. It fruit. has like a an illustration of runes made from a burdock root. <laughs> oh, neat. Tell us about tell us about the torch. Um, it is fire energy. It is illumination. Um, it, you know, like any fire energy, it can be like creative or destructive, but, but, um, leaning more towards that, um, illumination, productive use of fire. Um, and yeah, new things coming to light and energy to like fuel forward motion. Yeah. Um, so according to my guide, Burdock is associated with the hanged man of the of the, the Rider-Waite Smith tarot. And it's um tapping into nourishment found in the depths, letting go of control, um, challenge as opportunities for growth. Burdock can help shift your perspective, sit with it in the wild, harvest it, and cook with it. And it's saying tap into wisdom from the depths by crafting burdock runes. <laughs> so maybe our plant ally is telling us very specifically to use the runes in April. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and I, I like how the illumination of Kenna's, the torch rune, um, it's a nice compliment to the Eight of Cups, which is sort of a nighttime journey. Mm-hmm. Like it's turning mm-hmm. and you know, the moon is very clearly mm-hmm. in the sky and he's walking away across the beach at the nighttime. So it's sort of like, okay, that didn't work out, but here's a, a torch to light your way as you go to find the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, I, I do. Yeah, it's, the more I think about it, the more I think that that interpretation of, well, we're just gonna have to leave this behind um is uh i think it's becoming once we've drew the allies it's becoming much more like clear i think so 
maybe that's the lesson of all those watery, <laughs> watery months that came before. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting well, uh, too the the sort of new energy. Just knowing that I mean, we're, you and I are starting a new Spider Threads cohort, and we'll be having our first Zoom meeting in April before our May camp. So, oh yeah, that, that's right. Um, maybe we'll have some people coming coming to that circle. You know, after after a leave taking or after a real pivot. Um, and and this is where mm. their torch has guided them. We'll see. Nice. We'll see. All right, that brings us to May. Ooh. What'd you get? I got a much friendlier cup. <laughs> I got the Ace of Cups. Oh, um, nice, okay. Which is like an overflowing fountain with a dove and water lilies and a beautiful hand in the middle of the air offering it to the world. Um, this is like sort of your cup overfloweth kind of water mm -hmm. energy and also um as an ace it's like the beginning of a journey yeah i got the king of wands or Ooh. staffs or staves like however you want to say it cool. so yeah um so he this is like you know this king is like a fiery king um, and it's kind of like, you know, the wands, they're about like passion, creativity, sexuality, self-expression, um, and also very much about community. I feel like they're the most community oriented um, suit in, in the tarot. So um, I think that this king is, once we get to May, um, kind of telling us that um, there is some like probably like some bold leadership strides to be made um what do you think of when you think of the king of wands um that particular king of wands looks very leafy which makes me think of the green man and, and beltane you know mm -hmm. um which uh, for people who don't know jamie's in alabama i'm in vermont we're doing this reading in parallel over zoom so we're kind of peering at the cards on each other's screens a little bit yeah. but um yeah and he looks very very leafy and bold um, yeah, and he's, he's got a lion that he's traveling with nice. and a little wee tiny lizard down in the bottom. <laughs> very funny. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, this th th this seems like the most fun month so far. <laughs> I mean, there's mostly <laughs> like really positive cards. Definitely that Beltane energy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, it's got he. This guy, this guy is uh, definitely got the zaddy energy going uh -huh. on totally. for <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we draw our ally cards and see what that adds yeah. to the um all right i drew the rune Ewaz, which is one that looks like an m which is the horse okay all right uh in the our herbal ally for where are we at we're in may our herbal ally is the two of earth or the two of pentacles. Um, and it is witch hazel. Ooh, that's, I mean, May is April to May is where, which, when Mitch, witch hazel blooms around here often in May. So that's very seasonally aligned for, for the Northeast anyway. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to look, so tell us about the rune while I look up some more information about our friend, witch hazel. Um, so it was the, the horse rune, uh, certainly has some energy of of movement and that sort of thing, 
Um, it also has a strong energy of partnership, such as the partnership of the horse and the rider. Um, so again, that that sort of like feeds into this kind of juicy Beltane energy that I'm getting from the Ace of Cups and the King of Staves. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's got some momentum. It's it's a rune of action. Um, it's not static. So there's there's some good movement there. So Witch Hazel is full hands, rich life, uh, find joy in each moment, balancing on the edges of depth and lightness. So I, yeah, that is, it's talking about busyness and how busyness is, an, is a form of abundance, but also kind of uh, walking through that lightly and like balancing um, like your busyness with, with joy if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I also just think Chazel as kind of like a harbinger plant to bloom. Um, mm -hmm. in, in most cases, like which Hazel and Pussy Willows will be kind of like the ones that come out before any of the daffodils are up or before you see the dandelions or anything like that. So it sort of like feels like it's um, at the moment when the witch Hazel is blooming, it's, it's, you know, foreboding of good times to come of, of times of plenty mm -hmm. of like um, positive changes and, and warming around you. Yeah. On the card, there are a couple birds that are um, interacting in like, there's a little birdhouse hanging in the witch hazel plant cool. and here I'll put it closer so you can look at it. Um, yeah. And it's still snowy outside. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. Witch hazel is not that down here. Of course we don't really have snows. So <laughs> There's not usually snow on the ground. Usually the first blooms are the camilla trees, but um, that's really, that's really neat. I like it. And it's talking, and also it talks a little bit about in the guidebook about how important it is as a sustenance food for birds. Cause it kind of comes at like, right, like the exactly right time when they need that. So that's pretty cool. Nice. That that seems like a reward after the, the couple of months before that with the like sadder cups cards. Um, yeah. <laughs> get to May and and kind of cut loose a little more and enjoy some some abundance and some of that good like Taurus sensuality, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely some good energy for May. All right. Well, should we go to June? Yeah, let's see what June brings. Cruising, cruising right along here. Oof, I got. I'm I'm riding on your your wands energy, Jamie. This is the the night of wands on a big fiery red horse, um, charging along. Oh, I like that. So I got the you're you're gonna you're gonna love this. So I got the I got the three of pentacles. I'm still still hanging out in pentacles land over here. And the three of pentacles in, in this deck, look at the stone. It's got this like kind of like stacked stone that's very phallic looking. Yeah, look at a real cairn there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're definitely definitely got this yang energy going on so to speak um and yeah what do you think that what how do you read the three of pentacles in that in that context that's uh, some good earthy this, energy. 
this, yeah, it's, it's earthy energy for sure. Um, I'm actually going to refer to the book because I'm wondering if there's something in there about the, you know, when I see a stone like that, I think of Hermes, I think of the, the, the oh, Greek God okay. Hermes and oh. like build the building of the Herms, like the Herms were just, um, either stacks of stones or they were just basically like a statue that was carved to have a face and a phallus. <laughs> And it was meant to be like, like a protection, like a protection of boundaries. And so um, I, the card for me is signaling like a little bit of resource protection, perhaps. Uh, but I want to, I'm going to refer to my book here. I, I'm never ashamed to refer to the book. People are like, oh my gosh, like, shouldn't you have everything memorized? I'm like, come on, you know how much stuff I have in my head? I'm going to look in the book. <laughs> um, so I'm going to look in the book really quick, um, but maybe you do you want to tell us a little bit about your your thoughts on the the Knight of Wands? Yeah, um, the Knight of Wands. I mean, he's like a little hot headed. Um, there's there's a little bit of kind of like warlike or like fools rush in kind of energy um, mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. there, perhaps. Um, which which again sort of feels like it aligns kind of well with Gemini season of just like kind of getting getting ahead of yourself a little bit sometimes and that's maybe something to be wary of but it's definitely like big energy it's got that energy of the solstice where it's just like the days are very long and i can do so much you know um and uh yeah it you know, sort of depends uh depends on your discernment to direct that energy well <laughs> um but it, it seems like there's gonna be no shortage of of energy so the um the the authors of this deck and the guidebook they're talking about which is which is very much in alignment with the Rider Waite Smith interpretation of this card um about a sense of artistry like the stacked stones um being a, an artistic achievement an expressive achievement um yeah i think that uh yeah just kind of maybe leaning on the power of that artistry or maybe there maybe it's talking about since we have the two cards in combination the the sort of the artistry of charging in like you know <laughs> are you using discernment are you are you reading the room are you like like how how are you can you employ some artistry in the way that you charge into a situation you know what i mean maybe maybe that's the message I can also see something around like, you know, tending, tending the home at the same time that you're making bold journeys of like, cause the, mm -hmm. I mean, in the traditional Pamela Coleman Smith illustration, the three of pentacles is like um, a craftsman working on a sculpture mm -hmm. in a cathedral. Mm -hmm. It's a very much like the yeah. built environment, um, very like sturdy. Um, and so it's sort of like, what is, what is your, what is your sturdy grounding for, for these bold charges that you're mm -hmm. trying to do? What do you, what do you come back to? What are you building underneath? the the energy of initiation yeah yeah what are your guideposts i mean the the herms that we were talking about served as guideposts along the road a lot of times like when um you know when you were traveling from place to place so uh yeah like where what are the guideposts on this on this journey <laughs> all right i'm gonna, well, I'm gonna see what the ally is for this yeah me too Oh, I love this plant. Okay. What, what did you get? Interesting. Uh, it's it, We haven't really, since the Queen of Swords, like we haven't had a lot of air show up in, in our readings. I actually got a very airy herb. I got the Six of Air, uh, which is cattail. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
and there's like, like several feathers being used as quills, as pens to write. And so there's a lot about, I don't know, something about like, I don't know, receiving inspiration and writing it down, maybe planning that kind of thing. Maybe that's the artistry and discernment that we need. Maybe we just need to make a list before we uh -huh. charge in. <laughs> totally. Um, well, the rune I got as an ally is Suilo, the sun. Um, it is considered the rune of success. Nice. Okay. Um, so it, it does seem to be... Uh, indicating that whatever you're um you know channeling this this bold energy towards you have a really good chance of success this month like this is okay. very positive yeah um yeah it looks like the the authors were agreeing with my interpretation of the cattail it's gain clarity through articulating your vision in writing uh question your assumptions and support others in setting their intentions for change so yeah, that seems like good advice when you're rushing into a situation. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those, those seem very balancing. Um, so like lots of energy, but use it wide, wisely and mm -hmm. channel it and build something solid with that three of pentacles. Yeah. Um, I'm really loving, um, I'm loving the the tarot with the allies. This is really cool. It's, I think it's the first time we've done it in this particular fashion. And this is really, really cool. So, yeah, I'm psyched about it too. Um, shall we set out on the second half of the year here and do July? All right. Yeah, we've made it through the first six months. So we're to July. Ooh, I'm like thoroughly in Wands Land now, Jamie. I'm in Wands Land too. <laughs> I got the seven I got of the wands. Queen of Wands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> um, the Queen of Wands sits on her throne with uh, lions carved into the to the armrests, and she has a sunflower, and she has a cute little black cat. I've always liked that feature of this card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's got that feline sensuality, <laughs> the Queen of Wands. Um, I've got <laughs> the seven, which is um, maybe some some... Uh, uh, maybe some blockage. <laughs> yeah, that that's sort of a conflict card, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a conflict card. Um, a lot of the a lot of the wands have to do with like uh like heated conflicts, basically like interpersonal type of stuff, right? Because like the wands are so kind of outward oriented. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> uh it's it's interesting it's very interesting so it, i think it's telling us that july is going to have some some fiery heat to it <laughs> mm, definitely mm. which i mean is also interesting to to consider i mean this past few years have been so freighted with the climate disasters and so it's interesting mm -hmm. that we've got like all this excessive water energy in the spring like looking out for or like floods and water things in the spring. And then with all of this fiery wand energy in the summer, it does make me think of like wildfires and things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, but we, we were just talking, we just uh, did uh, right before this, we recorded our episode on animism and we were talking about belonging and community. And one of the things we talked about was if you are in a community of individuals who are committed, who you can trust, who have um, group agreements that everybody is operating with, 
um, conflict can be really transformative, like healthy conflict. So um, it's not, to me, it's not necessarily something to, it's not something foreboding. A lot of people don't like to do a 12 month reading because they're like, I don't want to like have this card that's hanging out there and scaring me for months on end. Um, it's really just like, maybe having that awareness that that could be a vibe that's entering the picture in July, you know? Um, and I think having the, having the awareness is, is helpful. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm looking at the queen of wands and she really is reminding me of the, the pose of the king of cups, who was like the stability in the, in the chaotic waters, you know, the like emotional center and the queen of wands has kind of a similar, thrown in that she it's on a very firm stone base like she's got a mm -hmm. big slab of granite or something that it's all based on so it's very grounded um and and she seems relaxed like she seems you know masterful in a really relaxed kind of way mm. um and and she she just looks wise she's sort of looking off into the distance she's like far seeing um and i feel like that is a really good uh, posture to have when you are in conflict of like to, mm -hmm. to take a long view to keep perspective on what's going on um, and to stay connected to your grounding and that sort of thing so those two seem to balance each other a little bit yeah um, the authors of this deck also add to the seven of wands that that this this kind of like the the, there's one, if you look at this card, and again, Murphy and I are talking this out, but we'll also post pictures of this. So everybody that's listening along can look at these pictures. Um, the one wand that's standing strong in the center of all the other crossed wands, um, the authors are talking about that being a turning point, like, like standing in your truth, like standing in defense of your truth. And even though there's conflict, whatever, whatever you choose, wherever you choose to plant your, your, your staff there is going to be a turning point, um, for the, if not for the rest of the year, maybe even for the rest of your life. So uh, maybe choose carefully the stance you take <laughs> and what you choose no to pressure. defend. <laughs> the rest of your yeah. life, wow. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the um, the seven of wands in the traditional Pamela Coleman Smith mm -hmm. thing um, has from the description in the little booklet here, it says a young man on a craggy eminence brandishing a staff, six other staves are raised towards him from below. Um, a card of valor for on the surface six are attacking one who has however the advantage position um, oh nice so there's sort of nice. a like defending valorously defending mm -hmm. what's important kind mm -hmm. of aspect too which i can kind of see in your card your card doesn't have any like figures on it but the mm -hmm. the one yeah. staff that is you know vertical mm -hmm. in the center and crossed by all the others does could be like the sort of the one defending um mm -hmm. in a certain way so like yeah, kind of, yeah, I, I agree that, like, the, the stance that you're taking, you want to make sure that you are acting in alignment with your values and acting in a way you'll feel proud of later. Yeah, and, you know, I always think when I think of the queens and kings, I think of kind of a sense of mastery of the element. And so, like, you know, we're getting the queen coming in, and so she's got a bit of mastery over her passions, like a bit of mastery over you know, where, where and when she chooses to, to, to fight or, or to defend or to do other things. And she certainly has the capability to do it, but she has some, like, some mastery over that, you know? 
Yeah, so there, there's some balance there. Let's draw our ally cards and see. Okay, let's do it. Would you like? Ooh. What'd you get? I got Fehu, which is, mm. I mean, technically it's the rune of cattle, but it's a rune of like luck and abundance and success. Oh, okay. It's so maybe success will be successful. Well, you know, the Queen of Wands is a very like fertile type of card too, especially when it comes to like passion, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just feeding more fuel into the fire. I've got the Seven of Fire, which is cinnamon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> July, July gonna be hot this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's really, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, mm. that is interesting. It, it, to me, that al almost echoes the, like, cacao in January a little bit. Like, they're the opposite ends of the year, but they're these sort of, like, warming, warming spaces. So in the um, accompanying booklet for this tarot, it says, take a stand for your whole authentic self. Oh, that's right in alignment with what we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like directly in alignment. So cinnamon is going to help you take a stand. So yeah, whatever, you know, well, <laughs> maybe we'll have to serve something with cinnamon at Weaver Camp because that'll be right around the time, I think, <laughs> like late June, early July, where we're doing Weaver Camp. <laughs> yeah, Weaver Camp will be technically in June, but it'll be it'll be close to that energy too. So mm -hmm. um, cool. Okay. All right. Well, spicy summer so far. Shall we see what August spicy holds? Summer. <laughs> spicy summer. Yes, we should for sure. Oh, I'm I'm coming back to the cups now. I got the queen of cups. Oh, okay. Uh, this is so many court cards. That's interesting. I uh, I also am back to cups. I have the nine. The nine of cups. Oh, the nine of cups is a really positive card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at this cute little frog down here. Oh, He's just hanging friend. out, observing like all these cups that he, yeah. So interesting. And we have got... all the fire energy and then now we're back to water. Mm -hmm. That is really yeah. interesting. And so you got, the, you got another queen, another queen of cups. Okay. Another queen. Okay. And we've already had the king of cups in this red. So far we've had the queen of swords, the queen of wands and the queen of cups. So we're, we're just, it's a very queenly year. Okay, um, where's the Queen of Pentacles? Where's she at? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm waiting. <laughs> where's she at? Where's that you queen? Might, that might be your job. You're the one who's drawing all the pentacles. I haven't drawn a single <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, I I actually love this card. I love the Nine of Cups. Um, so tell me about your your Queen of Cups. What do you think of with her? She's an interesting queen. She's she's one of the few like sort of court cards or queens that is not like staring off into the distance she's like mm -hmm. staring at this uh, very very fancy cup type thing that she has um in her but she has sort of like a closer range focus which makes me think of like focusing on the the life of the heart the inner life the emotional life um more so than like the bigger perspective of the whole world so maybe it's a little bit more of a self-reflective time um she's on a she's on a little sandy and pebbly beach where the water is just kind of like coming up and lapping at her toes um yeah i'm 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 not sure exactly what she's telling us but i think the other the other cards around her will give us some insight yeah well you know this nine of cups um 
is typically this is like a card of like wish fulfillment of like um, getting what you want, getting what you need. And I actually really like it coming in line after that seven of, of wands card, because it's like, if you stand your ground, uh, you know, after that fiery period is over <laughs> and, and you can do that with some mastery, um, you know, it basically is going to have this nice sort of release of energy afterward. It's going to feel that, you know, like, like your dreams are coming true, like your wishes were fulfilled. So um, I find, I, I think that's a really positive sign. Yeah, that's great. Um, let's draw some allies for that. Like it, it's nice. It kind of feels like August sort of led up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's there's that cooler, more watery energy. Yeah. All the fire and there and it Ooh. it feels a little bit more focused on the self and the small sphere and the emotions versus mm -hmm. like these bigger, more outward battles, which might be like a relief. Yeah, I like that respite, especially after you've, you know, if there's been a lot of outward action to just kind of have a moment to mm -hmm. re reconvene, regather yourself um, uh, for an funny, ally. I, I hadn't yet looked at the rune that I drew when we were talking about uh -huh. this as a respite month, but the rune absolutely backs that up. This is Issa, the rune of ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stillness and stasis and rest. I drew the four of earth, which is willow. Ooh, and another really watery the, one. This is a very watery reading. Yeah. And month. it's just like it's like a like a basket, like it's like a basket being woven, which I kind of like that. Cause like to me, that's like introspection. Like that's a very um introspective type of activity. And you can almost even trance out an activity like that. It's kind of like spinning or doing other things. Mm -hmm. So um and you're also creating something good, like you're creating a container that you can use in the future. Um, and, you know, from that skill and introspection. So I like that. That feels that feels very supportive to me. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a very inward month, which is like a little bit surprising to me at a sort of a busy time of the summer. But I mean, I think it sounds very balancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to need it after all that fiery stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> it was occurring. Um, okay, so we are where are we at? September. September. Cruising into September. September. Oh, back in Wands land. Um, oh, I got no. a page of wands. <laughs> you got a page of wands. I am. I am still in cups territory. Only oh, this time, I have the eight of cups. <laughs> oh, which is interesting. Like, um. Is that the one yes. the or is that the seven? I forget. Uh, no, this is the eight of cups. It's the same cups that you drew earlier, I think. Oh, I can't remember yeah, what month it was. One. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, it's really interesting that I drew this because I um, always interpret this as having to leave something behind and feeling a sense of like missing out or a sense of grief or loss because my card looks a little different than yours. Um, my card has the cups and then you have uh, like the moon personified with a face and the moon's kind of gazing away and looking a little sad. So I like that I pulled this because it makes me think, okay, so, you know, maybe there are some things we're going to have to leave behind earlier in the year. And then, you know, that may, that may come back. We may have like a little bit of, some more feelings related to that i don't know yeah yeah it seems like a circling bag i mean this is 
one of the interesting aspects of doing this reading with two decks that have the same card system is that we can actually mm-hmm. get these repetitions in a way that you wouldn't use yeah. them. So that does, yeah, it seems like it is echoing April. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because like, so you have April and then you have September. They're like almost at like opposite points of the year, right? So it does yeah. make sense that we could it's potentially be revisiting that energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your card again? What was your September card? My card is the Page of Wands. Ah, okay. Okay. Which, which, what, what card did you get to go along with in April to go along with the Eight of Cups? A page of pentacles i thought it was a page i thought it was a page mm-hmm. okay so again we have the eight the eight of cups yeah. with a page yeah yeah, yeah. Um, totally and i mean i kind of like that it's the page of wands after this really fiery summer where we had the knight of wands and the queen of wands because it feels like we've been doing some wands work we've been hanging out in that energy we are like wands competent by this point in the year and so the uh, the page of wands, it feels like that's maybe we've been having a lot of sex. That would be good too. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, lots of lots of wands if, and cups for sure. If that's what you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it feels like the page of wands. We might have some real skill with that energy by this time in the year, even though we've got mm-hmm. that eight of cups, like leave taking, um, kind of sadness there as well. Um, and again, just like it did with the with the the page of Pentacles, it feels like it's bringing in some hope, some structure, some new energy to that mm-hmm. situation. Like, what are you moving on to? Um, it doesn't feel like grief alone. It feels like maybe some loss, mm-hmm. but then also some some new direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shall we uh, draw our allies? Yeah, let's get an ally this work oh we're going to be doing so much work this year oh that's interesting okay so i'm gonna have to look this up because i know um i'm I'm sorry i think i might have frozen for a second i'm gonna have to look this up because i know nothing about this bush i got the madre of earth which is would be like the queen of pentacles in a rider weight smith deck um and it's creosote bush oh wow interesting i mean do you know anything about that i know nothing about this plant i'm gonna have to look it up so um tell us about your rune while i do that okay yeah and let me know whatever botanical information you have about creosote bush because i wonder if that's the same as like salt cedar or tamarisk which i've worked with in the southwest but i'm not sure okay um and uh for the rune i got manas uh the rune of mankind or humankind um which is very much about community and about the human experience and the way we support each other um, in the human experience uh, and get each other through things with community. Um, so that feels like a a nice card to get along with the Eight of Cups, um, you know, to, to like, we can focus some of that fiery summer energy on like building our, our circle of support so that we're ready for um, the challenges of September, whatever they are. I think, I, I don't know. So the creosote bush, probably why we're not too familiar with it is it is, it's a desert plant. Um, in particular, it mentions the Sonoran desert. Um, so like the land of like deserty soils, rock mesas, things like that. Um, it says, be a guardian of wild places, build circles, share the medicine. 
the Madre of Earth creosote provides for herself and her community. She creates many remedies. So I think that that's a nice dovetail with the manas, which with the rune that you that you drew, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a very supportive energy. And the, I love yeah. it. We're, we're learning about some new plant friends today. Love it, love it. Okay. Okay, right. so October. here we go. October, one of my favorite months of the year. <laughs> Oof. This is the most challenging card I've drawn so far. Um, this is the Ten of Swords. Oh, ouch! <laughs> That's what I always think when I think of the Ten of yeah. Swords. Ow! <laughs> it's like uh, a friend here lying on the ground with Ten Swords in their back, uh, very clearly slain. I have or, a or um, cloudy night above. I have uh, I have the uh, the modern witchcraft tarot deck, which again is like another one of these Rider Waite things. I'm not reading from it right now, but it it the Ten of Swords is basically like a, a like a sort of like it's like a more feminine type of figure like laying on the ground, and all these swords are piercing them, and they're just on their phone, and it says everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which always cracks me up. Um, I got the fool. Oh, that's a really interesting combination. Huh. Yeah. That so is the, an interesting combo. The fool card zero, the first card in the major arcana. And is that the first major arcana card we've gotten this whole reading? It is for me. Uh, no, I have the wheel of fortune. Oh, you have the wheel of fortune. Okay. But yeah, we're, in March. Yeah. We've been short on the majors in this region and this reading. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, again, that's like a, a question of sequencing. Like, do we have the Ten of Swords where something really dies a violent death, but then we have the fool who, like, springs from the ashes, Phoenix-like, and is like, let's start a new journey. Let's go off and pack our knapsacks, you know? Um, yep. Or is it us being, like, far too trusting as the fool, and then that gets us killed kind of thing? <laughs> the sequencing <laughs> is important. <laughs> Well, maybe our allies could give us some more context. I mean, okay. I yeah, I think of um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm wondering. I'm gonna look up the what the uh, you said it's the it's the nine of swords or the ten of swords that you got the ten the ten the ten. Okay. No, oh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm really glad that you got it. In my deck, it looks really it looks really scary. <laughs> Uh -huh. It's like a bunch of cross swords over a skull, like with uh -huh. brambles and thorns. <laughs> it means crisis and fear. Um, so, I mean, also, I think this is this is a vibe that's been happening in in my family. So this is from my personal life. Um, there's been a lot of catastrophizing of things, like people kind of going into like emergency mode or catastrophe mode, and. I mean, another alternative interpretation I think we could take is, is this really a catastrophe or do we need just to have a beginner's mind about it and be curious? Mm, yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm also, um, you know, I've, I've been reviewing a lot of the astrology for 2024 with some astrologers that I trust. And um, the, you know, this is October we're talking about, but there, there's mm -hmm. some astrology that starts in October and goes into early November that's rather concerning around the time of the american election um oh yeah and Ugh. like some some real potential for like chaos and like 
different narratives, hard to tell what the truth is, conspiracies, mm -hmm, differing mm -hmm. information, different truths, like that kind of thing going on around that time, which, you know, we had a lot of at the last election, but apparently we're not done. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just this being in October, sort of leading up to that, you know, some debates and stuff like that. Um, oh, I really, I really like that political interpretation. I'm curious what that will mean. Yeah, I love that interpretation of the Ten of Swords. Like from now on, I'm going to call it the conspiracy card. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh -huh. I really do like that. Yeah, yeah the uh, well, conspiracy card. Because I mean, that can. It just really feeds into that energy of fear and like dread, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of like, look out, don't go that way, don't trust those people, or you'll end up dead. Mm hmm. Uh, whereas the fool is the polar opposite of that. It's the the trusting innocent, you know, it's like stepping off the cliff and trusting that something will catch you. Um, yeah, all I need is my my little dog and my knapsack. I'm good. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, they're like two very different narratives. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of allies, um, I drew Perthro, uh, which is the, the dice cup or the cauldron. And it is uh, the rune of fate. Um, hmm. and it's, it's kind of a very mysterious rune. You kind of get this one and it's like, I'm not telling you which one, whether it's going to be good or bad. It's just going to be whatever is fated and you'll have to find out. Well, it does seem like we have two sides of a coin here, right? We have conspiracy and we have like open-ended trust. Um, I'm just glad we didn't get yeah. the, the, uh, 10 of swords coming in with the tower. Cause whoa, that would have been rough. Um, yeah. okay. So yeah. I got the uh, Ace of Fire. I got Mullen. Ooh, Mullen. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too. Um, that's really interesting. That's what they make Hecate torches out of, right? Um, yep. Like yep. dried yep. like yep. stalks of, uh -huh. of Mullen that you like, uh, I think you infuse it with like wax and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I have yet to make one uh, personally, but yeah, um, I like that. I like that uh, coming in. Yeah, Mul Mullen what... is also like it's one of those plants that comes into disturbed areas and like breaks up the compacted soil and, you know, sort of drills in there with its roots to bring nutrients up. So it's very it's kind of therapeutic to the land. And also medicinally, the leaves are um, really good for the lungs if you have a cough mm -hmm. or a virus or if you mm -hmm. if there's a wildfire yeah. smoke in the air and you you need to breathe better it's very soothing so I feel like Mullen is like a really good ally to have in in a rough month you know <laughs> yeah I think so too um, in the book it says seek inspiration by the light of a witch's torch let mm. let desire illuminate your courage um you already possess all the power you need, but you may not recognize it in yourself. Like Mullen, inner strength and outer softness can move you in a, in the right direction. Hmm. We'll have to have some, some, I've got, I've got some Mullen stalks out in my garden right now that I can see that I haven't harvested yet. So maybe I should harvest those for torches. We're going to need those. Yeah, me very well might need those. <laughs> We're gonna need those in October. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. And okay. October is also a time when you it's probably it's probably far enough into the year that you could start harvesting those as well and making fresh ones. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. We've, um, uh, one of our weavers contributed some uh, mullen torches to our like previous rituals we've had. And that was always really super special. Love using those. Yeah. Okay. So on to November, we're are almost there. November. I'm a little scared. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I got the five of pentacles. I got the nine of wands. Ah, oh, interesting. November's um, looking bleak. <laughs> November's looking a little bleak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The five of pentacles in, in Pamela Coleman Smith's illustration is this really beautiful stained glass window with five pentacles in it, like of a cathedral. And then there's two beggars passing by, um, you know, one of them is on crutches and has a bandaged foot. One of them is dressed in rags. Um, and they're, they're like fighting their way through a snowstorm and just looking really haggard. Um, mm -hmm. and so I've, I've often, when when I get this card in a reading with someone, it it's similar to the to the five of cups a little bit. It's like, don't forget to look at the beauty around you because there there is this like beautiful window, but these these figures aren't really able to tap into that because they're experiencing a lot of hardship. But that there is sort of yeah. like beauty and resource there that you gotta like open your vision a little bit more to see. But but it's definitely a card of hardship. Yeah. I um so this card, the nine of wands, um, again, this is not one that has any people on it. It just has the wands themselves and the landscape. And there, it's basically like a circle that was built to sort of protect or to keep something at bay. Um, but it's kind of falling down a little bit. Um, and to me, this card speaks a lot about... Um, a lot about control. Like there are some things that are beyond our control <laughs> and, and as hard as we may try to, uh, to control them, we, we just can't, like we just can't. And, um, those like structures and the energy that we put into that control will eventually break down. <laughs> um, so I think we had a card a little bit uh, earlier. Um, I think it was, uh, maybe it was with the uh, the ally that was Mallow, like warning us not to be so brittle. And I think that that maybe speaks to, to that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like these are both a little bit like cards of dread, um, a tiny bit like the mm -hmm. um, the nine of wands in, in my deck is there's like a man with us with a staff head is bandaged he looks like he's maybe been wounded a little bit but he's there mm -hmm. like kind mm -hmm. of being the arrival of an enemy and needing like he's in a very um uh defensive posture like ready to defend yeah. um yeah. what he needs to defend um and it, like that man has bandaged head the man in the five of pentacles card has a bandaged head as well um there it's, it's a little bit of like oh man you've been through some battles and mm -hmm. you're a little roughed mm -hmm. up but like mm -hmm. you got to find a way to go on kind of thing yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's that's what's meant by this, like, sort of circle that's, like, kind of, like, starting to fall apart. Ground uh -huh. is starting to crack. You can see there's, like, a crack in the earth over here. Uh -huh. But, yeah, interesting. Well, it sounds like uh, October roughed us up. <laughs> I think we need some allies for October. Or for for, for November. For November. Yeah, yeah. October was rough. Uh, was let's rough. see what we got. 
Huh. Oh, this is a lovely ally. Okay. Um, I got Uru's, the rune of the wild aurochs, like the wild ox. Um, and it is a card of wild strength. It's like the, you know, the, the wild animal in all its like uncontained and unpredictable strength. It's like very virile, very strong, but like not um not tamed or not easy to direct, maybe. But it but it is it's a really good um rune for like health and vitality like if you've been sick or something like that you want that like vitality of urus to come in and and prop you up and so we've got all these got all these bandaged heads maybe that's going to help help with the urus energy will help us heal yeah um i got a, a nice a nice healer and calmer as well i got the four of water which is mint mint wow interesting yeah, so you know, if your tummy is upset after being bashed around in October, <laughs> um, so maybe try some mint tea. Maybe mint will help. Yeah, um, I I really I like mint. Um, I feel like mint is kind of a, but mint is still strong. I still I feel like it has kind of a a fire of water quality to it. You know, um, mint is something I grow in my in my yard in my garden. I'm just going to look her up in the book here. So she is yeah, the four of water. Certain sharpness. And it's so aromatic. It feels, mm -hmm. to me, it feels resonant with the energy of the beautiful stained glass window in the five of pentacles card of like, you know, like take a deep breath of that mint aroma, that mint flavor. Mm -hmm. It's like a little bit of beauty amidst the hardship. Yeah. Um, the authors of this deck say, take time to refresh your spirit. Um, also, just the death priestess in me wants to mention that this is a funereal herb as well. Um, it's a mint is often used um, to like cover the smell of decay, basically. Um, so a lot of funeral rites include mint. And uh, in the ancient world, especially in ancient Greece and Rome, mint was often um, like rubbed on a table before a banquet um, because it was thought that it promoted like uh, a nice atmosphere for like community and enjoyment and that it was like good for digestion and things like that. So um, yeah, mint can be a really, uh, a really refreshing type of ally. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole, this whole November array kind of reminds me of like an, an army or a battalion that's like been through a battle and been pretty roughed up and is, you know, wounded and limping to some degree, but like gets a little moment to like pause and regroup and do some healing mm -hmm. and bandage the wounds. And like, it's hard to plan the next step because you've just been something through something pretty rough, but it's, you know, that there's more work to be done. Like these aren't cards of rest, but they're mm -hmm. cards of like, <laughs> to use a Dungeons and Dragons reference, it's like you get to take a some of your hit points, but not all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like a, a little moment to regroup, but it's still challenging. Okay. Well, well should we see? Should we, we sh yeah, should we see uh, how the uh, how the year turns out in December? <laughs> <laughs> and December is like a Mars retrograde, so we'll see what that brings. <laughs> I like okay. it. I I like the card I pulled. I pulled a nice card. What did you pull? I pulled a nice card too. I got the Ace of Wands. Ah, okay, nice, nice, so very good. The... So still with some Wands energy and some like fresh new beginning energy. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I feel like that's that's helpful and hopeful. I actually got a major arcana card for the end of the year. I got temperance. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, which I, I always think of temperance as kind of an alchemist, you know, like temperance is usually a figure that is like pouring uh, liquid between two cups, like in a very sort of um, skillful way. And I'm wondering if temperance is coming in, like saying, okay, like we've, we are integrating all of the lessons and all of the challenges and all of the things from the year. And we are more skillful alchemists and magic weavers at this point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the, um, Yeah. what The do you Ace think of about Wands. the Ace of Wands? Yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like a new beginning, which is nice after these more painful cards. Um, and um, yeah, it sort of feels like a new start. It reminds me of the, the Ingwas, the seed rune earlier in the year um, of some new... that I mean the five of Pentacles are just such such weary cards and the ace feels like okay there's there's a bit of a fresh start we can like move forward here in some way Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm feeling like it's not going to be, I, I think it's going to be a year that's going to have a, it's, there's a lot going on, <laughs> certainly, especially yeah in the middle. Um, but I think I'm encouraged by the way that it ends up. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels encouraging. It's, you know, it's not stellar. You're not ending on like the world or the star or something like that. But, um, but th these are two cards that are like, yeah, we got, we got this. We did it. Let's draw our <laughs> allies for December. yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, this is a nice one for December. What'd you get? I got Hagalaz the Hail Rune, um, which is a, a very intimidating rune. Usually, it's, it's sort of equivalent of the Tower card in Tarot. It means um, radical restructuring, uh, which often involuntary, you know, um, but but could could be. intentional and voluntary if you're really tuned into the energies and ready to be flexible um and and proactive about that sort of thing but um yeah hagalaz is it's you know the rain of hail that destroys your crops kind of thing um so it is i'm I'm struggling to interpret it as an ally a little bit but um it, it could mean sort of a Like there could be a defensive quality to it, maybe, but it's usually just sort of a deeper change of structure that's like force of nature. It's not like conflict between different parties. So I gotta think about that a little more. What did you draw? Mm. Mm. Uh, I drew the Eight of Fire, which is Ginger. Ooh, ginger sounds nice for January. Between the cacao and the cinnamon and the ginger, we got a nice I know we've nice yeah we've got hodgepodge like of a going. nice. <laughs> Like I guess we're trying to boost our vitality, right? <laughs> Ginger and mint I mean, are also good for the tummy, so we got like some good yeah, digestive energy. yeah. I'm going to look her up in the book here. Well, it says the eights, like all the eights across all the suits um, are for roots, tenacity, and empowerment. So the eight of gender is the ability to adapt swiftly to unexpected changes because you can handle the heat. I mean, that aligns well with Hagalaz of like. Mm hmm Things are still chaotic and changing, but if you have that adaptability, that's going to see you through.
Yeah, it says like the busy stove in this kitchen. And in, in the kitchen, there's like, there's like a fire, there's a pot, there's ginger, there's onions, there's lemons, there's all things. I, somebody's making fire cider, I think. Uh, there's like all kinds of things happening. And it says, um, inspiration comes from all directions. Can you handle so many things at once? Like a busy stove in a kitchen, everything is begging for your attention and change is happening quickly. Swift action is needed or you may become overwhelmed. Ginger can warm your body and fire up your energy when the creative possibilities spin all about you and you need fast focused movement. Cool. So, uh, yeah, when that hailstorm comes, good, it's time to... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you uh, it think? Also, well, it also makes me think about like, what if we are the hailstorm? You know, what it, it's like um, the groundswell of activism kind of thing. Like we, we can also be the hail that disrupts something that's not productive in the world. Oh, um, I like that interpretation. Because that, yeah, it took me a while to like see that as an ally card because I usually see it as an opposing force to the, to the querent. But, but yeah, that yeah. could also be the hail. How many um how many runes are in a standard set of runes? Twenty four. Okay, yeah. So um like a lot less options than the cards. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was kind of wondering when Hagalas would make an appearance, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did yeah. get the tower. There's no towers in That's in true. anything in in That's our true. allies or in our cards or anything. Um. So it seems, honestly, I think that this is going to be like so many wands and so many cups. There, there's going to be a lot of interpersonal interaction this coming year. Yeah, from from my side, from the cards I drew, there's like a lot of clarity in January and then a lot of feelings. And then the May to July is like a lot of energy, pretty like luscious and busy, little breather in August um and and September and then some some real challenge in October and November but like some balancing energy in December yeah yeah and maybe some I mean it could be that when we get to the end of the year and we become the Hagalas, we become the hailstorm whatever has happened in October November has galvanized us for mm -hmm. some some radical action so who knows who knows what's going to come up this was really fun <laughs> So, and if you listen to this whole thing and you're still here with us, because we've been, we've been on this uh, podcast today on this episode for a while, um, we really appreciate you coming along. And we are going to definitely post pictures of everything um, on wayoftheweaver.com. So you can, you can go and you can look and see um, all the things that we're looking at. And if you're interested in these different decks and you want to check those out for yourself, we'll also post links of where those uh, can be, can be bought or, or loaned or things like that. So. Yeah, we can also in the episode notes, we can put our favorite tarot book our favorite rune book and our favorite herb book because we have some standard recommendations if you want to learn more about the the energies that this divination has brought forward oh yeah yeah that's a great idea we'll be including those too so you can really kind of dig in you can write these down in your journal if you want you can print out pictures of the what we put on the web <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out all right well a little bit of foresight and uh i'm excited to see month and see how it's playing out yeah thank you for doing this murphy this was really fun i really enjoyed this very much and happy new year to everyone 
and we will see you next time. <laughs> All right, roll credits. Thanks for joining us. You can learn more about Way of the Weaver programs at www.wayoftheweaver.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. It also helps if you write us a review. Subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a new episode. They'll be coming out on or around the 13th of every month. Our theme music is by Fern Maddie, and you can find more from her at fernmaddiemusic.com. Remember that magic is real, present all around us, and a profound tool for justice and transformation. Use it well. <laughs>